Somebody said apple pie. That's, that's, that's in. It's like peace in the dictionary. Hot apple pie. Steaming. That's good. Good. Uh, sleeping baby. That's good. Calm. Fullness. What was that? No war. That's good. Man, you guys are good. I thought you were just going to be like, Jesus, you know, like give the, like give the church answer. Uh, of course he is. And that's what we're going to look at this evening uh, is that picture of peace. And of course, the manger is the, if you will, the, the kind of the quintessential picture of peace. It's this, it's this you, you have Mary and Joseph and you have Jesus lying in a manger. You've got the picture of the shepherds and and the, and the wise men, and you, you kind of have the nativity. In fact, my, my, here's, I have a question. How many of you actually have a nativity in so, it, it displayed in some way, like either figurines or a picture or something in your house right now, right? Everybody has the nativity? Just most people have a picture of the nativity because it means something, right? You get this picture of peace. Actually, just curious, how many of you have a nativity scene but have lost a piece or lost one of them along the way? Can we just be honest about that? We lost a wise man this year. We pray for his soul. But uh, so yeah, the the picture of the nativity, if you will, it is the quintessential picture of peace. And and why not, right? Because from the very beginning, Luke chapter two, when the announcement of Jesus coming to the earth, the angel proclaims, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. This is, of course, the distinctive about the Son of God. And this is what was declared 700 years before he would ever even come onto the scene. Isaiah 9, we heard it from Kate as we began this evening. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And so it makes perfect sense that when we meditate, if you will, on Jesus coming, on the manger, on the nativity, when we think on that, to think of this picture of peace, that's what kind of rests on us. But if you press just a little bit further below the surface, past what you see, there's something else, there's something deeper that's actually going on. We have Jesus called this Prince of Peace, but make no mistake, Jesus came to make war. He came to make war. Now, that doesn't seem very Christmassy, right? Those two things don't typically go together, but uh, I'm so thankful. I have some amazing kids, but one of my daughters, um, she's uh, she's got a kindred spirit, and she's willing to to do all the old school Christmas stuff, right? And so I like some of the old school Christmas music, and and I like... I like the movie White Christmas, and she does too. She was actually the first one. She's like, hey, Dad, we haven't watched White Christmas yet. We gotta do that, right? And so at the beginning, if you've seen the movie White Christmas, at the very beginning, it's actually a scene where these soldiers are singing, they're singing uh, the song White Christmas, and they're right off of, uh, right outside of kind of the battle, and there's this war taking place. And then eventually, that scene is completely interrupted as kind of, uh, an airstrike comes in on top of uh, them singing this, uh, these amazing kind of Christmas songs. And all of a sudden you feel like war and Christmas aren't supposed to go together. Those don't seem like these, 
uh, these things that are related to each other. And yet, the picture that we actually get, if we look past the surfaces to see that Jesus came right into the middle of the mess, God coming face to face with two main enemies in our lives. He came to make war against sin that had separated us from him. And he came to make war against the enemy who was out to destroy our lives. The coming of God in the flesh is an act of war. God's saying, there's only one way to establish peace for my people. There's only one way it'll actually take place. It's only one way that this is going to come. If I am the Prince of Peace, it's going to come with an act of war. And that's what we see the faithfulness of Jesus doing. You know, we, we know this because we know that deep down, peace doesn't come easily and it isn't cheap. You know, in fact, in, in, in our country, we have a, a saying, freedom isn't free, right? That, that the freedom that we get to live in, we know the price that has been paid. So many men and women who have given their lives in order for us to be able to live free lives. We know that the beauty of freedom doesn't come without a cost and a price. Peace is the exact same. Peace is the exact same way. The manger was actually an act of war by a king that says, I want my people and I want them to experience who I am. I want them to have me. Because here's the beautiful thing. Jesus is the prince of peace because he is peace. It's who he is. It's in his nature. It's not something he just gives away. It's coming from him. He is the author of it. And he wants peace for his people first and foremost with him. Peace with God. Peace with each other. It's what Jesus wanted to author when he came. That's what the Prince of Peace is all about. If you go back just a few verses before in Isaiah chapter nine, you look at verse two, it says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You know, it's entirely possible that your 2019 felt like a land of darkness or you had moments or seasons where you were walking through and it felt really dark. Jesus coming to the earth is to say, I'm, I'm here to bring light into that darkness. God came in the flesh to do that. It's easy to actually think that peace actually comes from the absence of something. In fact, we often think, aside from like getting apple pie, mostly we think about getting rid of something in order to have peace, right? If I had less stress or if I had less anxiety, then I would have peace. Or if I had less work problems or if I had fewer financial issues, then I would have peace. If I could just get rid of those things, then peace would finally come by my way. That's the general thinking. And in fact, we'll do many things in this life to try to own it and have it and to, to if you will, make our own peace. And we've not understood fully that peace doesn't come from the absence of something. Peace comes from the presence of someone. 
It comes from the author of peace. It comes from the one who creates it, who owns it, and wants to give it so freely. And so listen, if you hear nothing else this evening, nothing can give lasting, real, nothing can give lasting peace other than a real, a genuine, thriving, life-giving relationship with the Son of God. It is the only place in which we can actually experience true peace. Your spouse can't give it to you. Your kids can't give it to you. Hallelujah. Your boss can't give that to you. Your social status can't give that to you. None of those things are the author of actual peace. The presence of Jesus, his truth. And here's what I would say. I don't know that there's anything that will give your heart and my heart rest more than what Jesus has to say about you, his word over you. You might've walked through maybe one of the yuckiest, hardest years. There's nothing that will author peace more in our lives than when we get before the son of God and we say, Lord Jesus, what do you say about me? What do you say about my life? Not what the enemy says, not what anyone around me says. If you want to know lasting peace, it is getting up under the word of God and letting it wash, letting it clean and cleanse and make us new. It's what Jesus does. If the world is caving in on you, the safest place to be is in that place where Jesus speaks with clarity. And if you're in this place and you're asking the question, how is it possible for me to hear the voice, the heart, the mind of God? Let me tell you, he is eager to impart this to you. And we know this because God came in the flesh to die so that you could live. If you've wondered or even thought, I don't know if I'm spiritual enough. I, I haven't done enough praying. I haven't, I haven't carved enough time for God out in my life this past year. And I, I don't know that I'm worthy enough to receive it. Hear this. God came in the flesh to come against and to pull out and to destroy every work that is keeping you and I from him. He's eager and ready to speak. And the promise from Jesus himself is that his spirit would be here to give peace, to give us his goodness. That's what God offers to us. We'll just finish with this, uh, this evening, Romans 5, 1. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is just simply living under the rulership of the king. Being willing just to say, Jesus, you're the king, you get to call the shots. That's what faith actually is, to say, hey, because think about it, right? As a prince, prince of peace, a prince becomes a king. He is the king of the universe. It's who he is and it's what he does and, is, and faith is saying, I'm coming to you for my directives and my life. And the response to the king of kings is to live under that rule and to say, hey, I want to walk with you. I want to say yes 
to being a follower of Jesus. I don't think there's a greater gift that can be given than knowing that you've been covered, what the scripture would call here justified, made whole and right with the one and who's, who owns eternity. And every one of us can have that. Our circumstances might not be lined up tonight, but I can guarantee you this. If you've called and you cry out to the name of Jesus and ask for him to cover you, to remove your sin and to give you hope and life in him, then you get to walk with total peace this evening. Get to have rest in your heart. It's what God wants to do. And so this is the question. Will this evening, will we receive the gift and unwrap it? Will, will we take the greatest gift that's ever been given, Jesus Christ, our justification, and will we open it and receive it, right? We, we all can imagine, you kiddos, I know you can imagine this, how horrible it would be if somebody gave you a gift and you never opened it. Some of you, yeah, there was a groan there, amen. All right, you feel that, right? Some of you kids have been looking at presents under the tree, right? How horrible would it be when you see the package with your, some of you have seen it, your name on it, you've been tempted to touch, but your parents are that don't touch, right? We have a no touch policy in our house. Okay, <laughs> There's my, my daughter just punched at me. She's a, she's a little ready, okay? How horrible would it be to be given a gift and never open it? It's more than words from a preacher. This is the truth of life. If you want to walk with peace, no matter what storm you might be in, the Son of God is ready to breathe it over you, to speak it with clarity so that you can walk with life and be able to give peace away. Because the beauty of receiving peace is that once you receive peace, you become one who gives it away. You become one who hosts the presence of God and gives it to others. That's what you were meant for. I don't know what your job is. I don't know what your occupation is, but I can guarantee you this. You were meant to give the power and life, the king of the universe away. And that's what people are desperate for. They're desperate for peace. And so will we do that? Will we open it? Will you guys stand with me? I'm just gonna uh, pray for just a moment. And I, if you will, just maybe close your eyes. Because we can speak about peace and not actually interact with the, the Prince of Peace. And I just don't wanna do that this evening. I honestly don't wanna just do a Christmas Eve service. And so would you just open your heart to the Lord for a moment? Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Would you just take a deep breath? And let's ask the Lord, Spirit of God, would you right now release your gift of peace? In fact, 
to just get a sense that maybe if you've had some turmoil going on, it's okay to just open up your hands and let go. Maybe you've been trying to control something and the Lord's ready to breathe. You don't have to be in control. The king of the universe is in control. Would you just now receive the peace of God? Just in your heart, before the Lord. And even as you receive it, just have the picture of you literally unwrapping it, taking it, owning it. It's yours now. It's not fleeting. It's a guarantee for all who call on the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, would you release your peace in this room? Would you let us rest in knowing that you've covered us? That for all who call on your name by faith, you've covered us. Here's the declaration of the Lord for you. Son or daughter, you're holy. Tonight you're holy and pure. Tonight you are clean. Tonight you are righteous. Let's declare the goodness of God singing this song.